What up, y'all? We back in the building. It's another episode of the Rebirth and Life and Love podcast, episode 15. And today, you are with your host, Big Rome, in the building, and who we got today. Felicia. I tried to come with the nicknames, and it wasn't me, y'all. Yeah, just be you, sis. (laughs) But today, we getting right into it. We're going to start off with a life update. Yes. Leading to a love update. Okay. And just reflect on the year, because here it is, it's December the year, this is the fastest year in human history, and now we're trying to set some, not only some goals, but some actionable steps that we can take, and you all can take, into the new year to better your relationships. Yes. I feel like we like to use December to plan for the future, but what we haven't done the best job is reflecting on the good things that have happened or what we've accomplished. I don't think we, we do much reflection, period. No. It's always looking forward. I feel like that's so much, maybe our lives or millennials, whatever it might be, it's always like, what's the next goal? How can we check it off the list? And we've just been in such a grind mode. And I know that having Callie and the pandemic slowed us down to make us like really reflect a little bit more than we usually did, but nowhere near where we should be. So definitely the theme of December will be reflection and will be just like stopping and thinking about those moments where we grew, where we may have stumbled and how we could have handled them better. Cause what we've been working on is communication and what you will find with this podcast, it has been our own session of therapy. I feel like we talked through a lot of things where in that moment I'm hearing your perspective and I'm like, Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Like we always prep for the episode. And then afterwards I like, okay, so you said this, like, let's break that down. And so it'll be good for us to reflect a little bit. But life, I think we always say this, life has been lifing. I'm going to toss it over to Rome because he has had, you have these seasons where you have busy months. And then I feel like there's months where you're like, you're like, I'm not going outside at all to like reset and like have a moment to refresh yourself. And this month has been a busy month for you. Well, let's, let's start, like you said, with the, with the reflection part. And so reflecting on everything that has been happening this month, um, unfortunately, my therapy fell off. So I had not been in therapy in like three months, which just so happened in that three months, so many things started to, to cascade emotionally, always physically, because I feel like physically um, it always tends to happen. But emotionally, I'm able to kind of pull myself back out of it and you almost just have to almost live to fight another day type thing. But this time, you know, it caught up to me and this time the depression started to seep in and this time the feelings of inadequacy, like I shared with before started to seep in. And so it's traditionally a month. um, The month of November is traditionally a month that like empowers me because it's my birth month. It's my Scorpio season. It's, it's all those things. And so Usually November is pretty good to me, but I think this one, I, I stumbled into it just with everything going on in life, everything going on emotionally. I really stumbled in in this November, mm-hmm. but the one thing you know I needed happen, you mentioned I was busy. So I, y'all know I love sports games, or maybe you don't know, but I love attending sports games. It's something me and Felicia used to do all the time. We used to travel for them. And so you gifted me... You actually brought up the idea after I was already planning to drive down to Portland, which is like a two and a half, three hour drive from us to attend Lakers versus Blazers because I wanted to see LeBron. Quick backstory. I went to L.A. last year, the exact, almost the exact <laughs> same day. 
flew all the way down to L.A., wanted to see LeBron play at Crypto Arena in L.A. LeBron was hurt. He didn't play. So I always told myself, I'm like, I need to see LeBron play before he retires because the last time I saw him play was 05. So you brought the idea. You said, hey, for your birthday, actually, I'll let you fill in the story. Yeah, well, we had been talking about, I, I said before, like the seasons of being active versus slowing down. And I could tell you wanted to get out. Like you like, I need to be outside. And I had October, October was a busy month for me work-wise. Mm -hmm. And you had really stepped up as far as like holding it down. There was some long days of me like being at work till eight, till nine and having to go in on usually days I'm working from home. And I just felt like, how can we get a little bit back of what we used to do? And we've all, we've been reflecting a lot on traveling and going to games together. And so I was like, we got to bring back our sports travel. Yes. Going to Seahawks away games. And then we went to Usher, as you guys all know, for the a, a day, for 20 hours, pretty much. And I'm like, we made that work. We could make a trip to LA for the day work. So I was looking into it and I just thought like, this is something that I wanted to give to you as a way of showing you like, I appreciate you. I see you. I see all that you're doing. Let's celebrate you and let's do something that fun for you. That's kind of, that was my thought process behind yes, it. Yes, and I turned it into a big game birthday week because the <laughs> week even before that where we didn't, you know, we'll kind of get back to it, I went to the Seahawks Commanders game in Seattle with my brother-in-law, um, and I'll let you speak about that in a second. And then the Friday after that, that's when I flew down to, or drove down to Portland. Wait, the weekend before that, we went to Seahawks-Browns game. And even the weekend before that, we went to the Seahawks and Brown. no. There was, a game, there was a game in between. Well, I, I basically, I missed one Seahawks game in the in the month. But uh, but yes. Yeah, so we were, we did a lot of uh, a lot of sporting events after Usher, and this time I was like, physically, can I handle driving to Portland one day again, which is three hours one way, driving back another three hours, and then getting on a plane because like we literally were going to L.A. for the day. Like our first flight that we were originally going to take left at like oh. six a.m. And our so flight, that. our flight leaving would have been or at was 8 at eight p.m. Was yeah, it was at eight p.m. So we were going to be there essentially, what fourteen hours, um, and that was going to be a lot. And so we kind of we still made the trip work. Uh, Seahawks lost, but like we moved our flight to where our plane left at eight a.m. and we left L.A. at six forty-five. And that was some of the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. Oh, it was so bad. That was crazy. I don't... The Romans didn't do well on flights. And so I was just thinking about you as it was like... It mm. makes sense with like LA being windy because especially just... It it just makes sense like where it sits and all that stuff like that. But this wind was like... plane was going sideways. And I was already nauseous by the time we got in the air leaving Seattle during the morning flight. Right. So I was like, dang... Never fails. It's like it, it has to be altitude sickness or something like that. How but, did it make you feel? Not the turbulence, but like just that that trip. Well, okay. So again, we talk about like stumbling into stuff. There was a lot of things that happened that almost didn't allow us to go on this trip the day before. <sighs> when we got home, um, we didn't have a nurse that day. And so Felicia was actually watching both kids by herself. My mom ended up picking up Roman and he got to spend the day there. So by the time I got home, it was just me, Felicia, and Callie. Um, but then our night nurse was sick. And 
We were no, like, we, we have their, their number saved. And so when I see them call, I'm like, this is not good. I was like, either the night shift is, I actually thought it was the day shift. Yep. I thought we were going to have you on the day. So which would have been, no, there's no chance we can go. Yep. So when they called and they said like, you know, she's really burnt out. Cause she do like a reduced hour shift. And we we're just like, okay, what does that look like? It ended up being instead of 10 PM, nine. instead of 9 PM to 7 AM, it was 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. And we had to get up at 5.30 to get to the airport and catch our 7.45 flight or 8? It was 8.45. We had to be there by, I can't remember. I think it left, actually, I think it left at 8 because we had to be there at 7. Yes. Something. So we woke up at 5.40 mm-hmm. to leave her at 6.15 yep, exactly. to get there. So I was just like, I know like this is Rome's trip. I know I can bounce back a little bit better with sleep wise. So I just took one for the team. And so I did the night shift till 1 a.m. and then came back in the room. So it was just after like, doing the day shift, the whole after day the shift. Day shift and waking up in the morning for that. And then after doing all Friday and taking Callie to a doctor's appointment. So it was just long and I just felt like, okay, I, I'm all the way in. Like I got this is my this is Rome's love language. I got to show acts of service. Here are all the things I'm trying to do to make sure that this happens for us because I knew you were going to be disappointed and I knew you were, ex- you don't get excited about a lot of things. And I think that's just like who you are, life circumstances, personality, Scorpio, all the things add up. But like, it's because of things like this that you don't get excited because you get let down quite a bit of like things you can't control. Yep. So I was like, how can I control all the things we can to make sure this happens? And so that was my perspective on it because I really wanted to make it happen for you. And and my whole thing is because again, you asked how I felt. And so like right away, I'm just kind of like, like, you, you know, you already knew what I was dealing with emotionally. And I was probably like, I felt, I would have spiraled if I didn't get to. Because even as much as I wanted to see LeBron, like that was a trip. Once once the possibility was presented to me, I was like really looking forward to go on. Because even you were just like, okay, like I don't know, like can we make this work? Should we make this work? And every time I'm like, yeah, no, no, no I'm I'm going <laughs> this to LA. Is happening. So like, yeah, it's it's happening. So so set your mind to it. So when we were there, you know, again we had all that pre stress. And we were going to meet up with my cousins and do brunch. And so that was adding a whole stressful element to it. So once we moved our flight, we just were like, we're not going to worry about that. But the dope part is the airport isn't far from SoFi Stadium. We ended up getting club tickets. So like they had a whole little like buffet thing with like food and stuff like that. And so we were able to go and just chill and watch the morning games, eat the buffet food. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was worth it in itself. Um, the game was, you know, it's, it's always cool to, for me to experience other fan bases and stadiums. Um, cause one thing without going on a tangent that I was thinking about literally last night is I'm just like sports unite so many different groups of people. It's like, if you, if you think about it even before, um, and of course I can't speak on times of uh, segregation and racism because I wasn't alive and I do hear the horror stories from my grandparents, but it's like you have everybody rooting for like one team. It's like you forget yeah. about black and white or you forget about the different races and colors and life, you know, just different groups and you, you forget about everything and you focus on what's happening between 
in those hundred yards or what's happening on that court. And everybody's just like coming together to cheer in that certain yeah. time. It's like the dopest thing ever. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, there's so many different ages and races all in one stadium. And we all have that one thing in common. Um, I want to ask the audience though, like what is that activity or thing that your partner really enjoys to do that you do with them? Cause I think that's so key. Like I grew up from family of sports background, but like you are like diehard Seahawks fan. And so I know that's what you love to do. So I know like that means a lot to you for me to meet you in that space and to honor that. But also like it gives us something to do together. Yeah. And again, like you, you just care about the other stuff at the game and not so much about. I was like the, the food. Game. Okay. The, where's the, our seats? The food, the vibes, the, yeah. you're, you're a walk arounder. And kind yes. of see what everything. Rome I'm, is every single play, and I'm like, looking I'm like, a, yeah, I'm like, a, I get in my seat probably like 20 minutes before kickoff, and I'm watching the intro. I'm watching who's warming up and what they're yes. doing. I'm watching like all that stuff. I'm on Twitter the whole time. Um, I'm texting, texting my your, texting my guy the whole time. Like after a play happens, and it's very much like, oh, what did you see here? Rome would and be that just, person that has the headphones on listening to like the commentators on the radio. So, so That's going to be you when you get older. So That's I, how he is with games. Like I it is very serious. And I think that we have a good like partnership when it comes to that because we balance each other out. If we were both super stressed about the game, I think it'd be too much, but like I'm there to have a good time to eat, to, to I'm going to meet somebody at the game and Rome is there to watch the game and he can't stand the fan next to him that's like, what? What kind of play was that? And he's like, no, that was a good call. That's a good call. That's a good play. And I'm just like, okay. Like, that is who you are at the games. Here's the thing. I, I know a lot about these sports. And so, like, I just foresee things. Like, you can, especially when you're, like, at the game, because you can see stuff TV can't see. And you're just like, oh, this is supposed to go here. Like, you already just know whether it's from playing Madden or just watching football your whole life or whatever. I didn't play football like that. I did when I was like young and then I didn't like it, but I digress. It was a great trip. Yeah. It was very tiring. It was uh, probably as tiring as it was. I think it mentally jumped into something I needed because then the next day was my birthday and just like, you know, when, when you just kind of like feel a, a certain way based off, um, and I want to say, like, I guess inadequacy, and that's that's more of a chronic illness thing, and a like not getting certain things from certain people. But like, it's not that. It, sorry, feeling of inadequacy to me is having a chronic illness. Yeah, because you're different than everyone. Right. You go through different things. Nobody understands. You can't get life insurance. You're not deemed well enough. Gotcha. You're not yeah, yeah. good enough. That's what I was You're not getting things from certain people. What, so elaborate, certain elaborate people, that. you're not getting things from certain people. So maybe certain family members that you grew up with didn't give you what you needed when you were younger. Mm. And now you're dealing with those gaps. And now you're trying to fill those gaps that you can't ever fill because they're just empty. Yeah. And so feeling of inadequacy is a lot of that. But then, like I was saying, my birthday was the next day. And so the next day is just showered with love and appreciation and respect and it's it's almost like what you need it's kind of mm -hmm. like all those people that you you help and rally behind through the years to read some of their comments of like how they feel about you and all that stuff like that it sucks that you have to wait till your birthday to like hear that especially when you're in a situation where you need it yeah but like it is what it is so i, I took it 
and I am using it as a springboard. And now like I'm feeling a little more like myself. Mm-hmm. I had back to back IVs. So now my, my brain and my body are starting to recover. So I'm, I'm bouncing back to more where my, uh, common ground is right. said all that to say that was my reflection. It's been a lot of family here. Yes. <sighs> a lot of your family here and they're still coming still more. Uh-huh. So how has all the family been being around made you feel? I feel like, so as you said, your birthday gave you that like feeling of love and like support. Like you get, you hear all of the great things that people like feel about you. When you don't live close to your like immediate family, like the people you grew up with, I feel like it can be hard to not have that family be amongst you on a daily basis. And I'm the only one who moved away. So they have all these moments that I miss out on. And I've just like, now I have my own family. I can create those moments, but it has been nice. So November has been the start of my family coming out to visit me like 30 days straight. I've seen all my family members, my two brothers and my nephew, my mom and dad. And usually it's been my mom and dad who have come up pretty often. And I'm originally from California, y'all. So I moved to Washington in college to come to University of Washington. And I haven't left since the state of Washington. But my family all lives within like like a 10 minute drive of each other. So before the pandemic, they all would come out throughout the year. And then the pandemic hit between just like people not flying and COVID and Cali. There's just been a a period of four years where I haven't seen my brothers. And so having my brother here, it was his first time meeting our daughter and son. And it just, it was, it's what I needed. Like seeing them interact with each other. Cause like I said, he used to come up here a lot. He came and, up here annually. Yeah, and we, like we twice would, a year almost. Yeah, sometimes twice a year because he would come up from, usually for my birthday, and he'd come up in like the summer, or like spring, like just some random time. Yeah, and I've had people <laughs> like when I tell them like, "Oh, my in law or Rome's in laws or my parents are coming up," you know, for a period of weeks. So like, is that okay? Is that good? And I'm like, no, like I really enjoy my family. It gives me a level of like energy and a source of energy that I miss, and so. It just has started. It's still happening, y'all. So my parents are here right now. They were here for Thanksgiving. My brother and nephew and his girlfriend will be here in like two weeks. So I'm excited about it. I'm thankful that you also enjoy interacting with my family because I know that that can be stressful of how does your spouse respond to their in-laws? I feel like that's the question they were actually asking you. Not so much like, are you okay with them being there? Yeah, it's Rome okay with it be there, and yeah. I feel like you are. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine with it. You've been you've been fine with it. So, but I I set my boundaries, so like it's it's all good. Like I I don't feel a need to have to entertain, and so like I'll go upstairs. Like everybody just be downstairs. I'll go upstairs and go lay down. Like I don't need to announce nothing to nobody. I'm gonna just leave. You will, but I also feel like my family doesn't need to be entertained. Like that's kind of my mom will be in the room sleeping, chilling. My dad will go out for a walk. Even my brother was here. He was like running to the store. Next, you know, he's at the casino. So like they all entertain themselves. And that's kind of how we were growing up as well. And so I'm glad that there's a really good dynamic between you and them because I'm really close with them. So it allows me to have them up and not feel like, how is Rome going to feel about this? You know, because like you said, they're not asking me, is that okay that he's there here? They're asking me, how does your, 
your partner feel about it. And very true. So that's been, what's been going on, on my side. And I think that the holidays just bring a lot of stress to entertain, to host, as well as a chance to slow things down because life can be so busy and crazy, but like you get like with work, things slow down quite a bit for me. So now it's my chance to be at home a little bit more and create those memories because it's Roman's first Thanksgiving, it'll be his first Christmas. And it just feels good to like have those slower moments. But also, like you said, like let's start to think about what the new year brings for us. Yeah, really quick. It's funny that the moments slowed down for you, but they sped up for me because, um, you know, like you said, we go, so we go, I go Portland Friday, we go to LA Sunday, my birthday's Monday, but now on my birthday, we're buying all the food for Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're starting the, the prep. Tuesday, we start the Thanksgiving prep. Wednesday, we start the, the turkey prep, and your, your mom is cooking all this stuff. And then Thanksgiving Day, we're finishing up, and that's when you're cooking your stuff. Yeah. But then we're, we're hosting, because one of our nurses um, wasn't able to go home with her family, and so we invited her over um, with us, and so it was great to have her there. And so we were just, you know, all trying to account for, for multiple extra people, making all this food. The house cleaners didn't show up, so we couldn't get the house clean. So yes. it's all these different things that like and stresses that we had to like take on. And so I feel like last night was the first time in over a week, to be honest, because yeah, because that was last Friday, over a week for me to where whew, I could just breathe. Yeah. Breathe and, just, and head into reflection. So I know with this episode, y'all, we're doing a lot of just talking and catching up. We just give it a chance to get to know us a little bit more, but also like just to hear how life has been. And what we thought about is how's the year been? Like how we have gone on a roller coaster of a year and the highs and the lows that we've been through. Because I feel like sometimes you see what we present to you. So you see on Instagram, maybe all the highlights they always say, but there's so much going on in everyone's relationship behind closed doors and life is not perfect and we never want it to seem like it is. So we wanted to use this time to also think about sharing the highs and the lows of the year. Yeah. So, to, I mean, to reflect, this is probably, which is, it sounds really unfortunate, but this is probably one of my all time worst years emotionally. I've ever had in my life. It if it's not the most, it's it's definitely top three, because realistically, you know, we we didn't have a lot of night coverage at the start of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, and we had a period where we we lost some nurses, and I was working full time and handling a lot of the night shift stuff because you were pregnant, so like you couldn't really at that point in that trial because you were in your third trimester like you couldn't really like like help as hard. much with some of the, the yeah. caregiving demands it was hard to be on the floor like to do that kind of stuff yeah. like the night shifts and stuff so so it's like there's there's that and of course like roman being born was like such an amazing time but like work at the time was very very difficult and i think you know i'm doing the night shift they they know i'm gonna be on leave soon and so they kind of you know it is what it is. They kind of like give you, at least my opinion, give you like all this extra stuff to do because knowing you're going to be gone for a certain amount of time. 
And so there's a lot of pressure on that. Um, my baby boy comes and it is just completely different experience. Yeah. Because he's he's crying, he's screaming. Um, he's, first time parents, pretty much. Yeah, it's like first time parents. You just didn't all know what to expect. And it's like, so I was managing ninety nine percent of Cali, and you were managing like ninety nine percent of him, you know. And so I was trying to help out as much as possible with him, you know, whether it be like diapers and stuff like that. But when it came down to it, I can't nurse him. Right. Like he needed you, and then it's like. Let me just stop right there with the first quarter, and then we can go to to you. And how uh, have you felt with your reflection for for that? But it started off really rocky for me. First quarter. So Roman was born in March, so that would be the January, February, March. Um, it was tough. I was, I kept telling my OB like I'm so tired, and she was saying this pregnancy is going to be so much different because not only are you a little bit older, but you're also trying to keep up with a toddler yep. while being pregnant. And that just was like eye-opening. I'm like, yep, that is what it is. Like, I'm still trying to love on her, interact with her. And we do quite a bit of like interactions, you know, like I'm on the floor, taking her places. Her birthday was in January. So I felt like I was trying to make sure she felt all that love. And because of that, I was like burning myself out on that end. And then also like, you are pregnant and you are trying to get ready for leave and get all the things in place. And so that was so much to handle because at that time you said like there was so much going on in Callie's world where you were doing most of the nights and there was just this, I like to control things. I like to plan things out. And there was just no sense of planning and control in that sense. Like you can't, but one thing I wanted to just put, we were still dealing with complications from monoblock. <laughs> At that point, because yes. she had monoblock the previous April, but like w she didn't start to regain back to her kind of typical self until like later in that year. And so we were starting to see her like come out of it, but still have some extra uh, neediness for us. Yeah, there was. And so I was just exhausted and I felt like I couldn't help out as much as I did before the night. So I was still like managing like her doctor's appointments and, and things like that. But I couldn't do the actual like physical work like nights. And so I just felt like we were both just so exhausted and you're trying to prepare for leave, but you, I went into leave on a, a level of tiredness that I just like, even like planning or like getting his crib ready and like getting the house ready. Like my dad came up for a whole week to like put everything together for us because we realized like we just didn't have the time to do it, nor could I be doing all of that work, you know. It and was... she went to she was sick again in February. Oh yeah, remember it that? Started... Like, it never it always oh, we never went to fails. the ER. Yes, we went to the we ER did. literally two three weeks before he actually it was like three weeks before he was born. It was because it was late February. When yeah, we went. Mm. so we were in the ER. I'm thirty seven weeks pregnant, and I kept thinking like I can't get sick. Callie's gonna get sick. Like, cause I had to stay the night. Cause that's, that's when you had to, we didn't bring her food. And so you had to take my car home and drive it back to Seattle to bring it uh, to us. And yeah, see, this, been, is the, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about though. Like the roller coaster really started early It did, and it's just like, we it's were so burnt out. There was really no way that you could. Yeah. And I feel like kind of thinking back on like when Callie came, like when we found out the news that 
all the complications she was going to go through. Like I felt like I had to be happy still and smile and make sure she felt good energy. And I felt like that kind of with Roman, like we were just so tired, but it was also this joyous moment. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I want him to feel good energy and this is exciting, but man, I'm exhausted. And then he comes to this world and it was like, wait, this is what this all is like. Like this is what having a newborn's like, like it is just nonstop. And it was nice to have my mom there to help out. But like, he just wanted me. Like he was screaming it's and crying. Want it, needed. Needed. Anytime we like put him somewhere else, like he was not a good sleeper. He's still like, he's getting better. And he's what, eight months now? Yeah. I would see his last two months. Like since six months, he's gotten a lot better. But the first six months sleeping was just been really bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just like, we're bringing it by quarter, but I just feel like, as you said, it's been really emotionally draining. Yeah. I'm feeling it too. I guess I did get a chance to like stop and think about it. Cause I, you keep thinking like we came a family of four Roman came like it's been a great year. And it's like, Oh wait, it's been a really trying year. I can pinpoint literally moments of trauma almost every single month this year. And again, like I said, it's just like our, our baby has her birthday and, and everything is happy. But then like, you know, it's just, and that was also when she started preschool too. <laughs> Oh, wow. It is, oh she my did. God. You guys are seeing us in real time reflect on this year, oh. and it's been so much. So it I actually, don't know if you guys all feel the same way of when you were in a thick of it, you were, you're trying to survive, you're trying to get through, and when you slow down and stop, you realize, I have gone through a lot, and I need to honor that. I need to honor that I have overcome so much that I have put on this shield so my family can not feel what I'm going through. Like that deserves an air horn. We deserve an air horn because we we literally like have to do better at reflecting like this because we ain't talked about any of this stuff. Clearly, like she said, we're having this conversation in real time. And to start off the year like that, again, this is not so much like, oh my God, give us sympathy. This is no. the fact of like, yo. We're giving ourselves flowers because yes. that I don't know how many people would be able to withstand that. And then, you know, not to jump ahead to second quarter yet, but it's just life happened and then life impacted our relationship. Yeah, I would say that's a good segue into second quarter. I think our relationship probably from April to like July or so quarter, yeah. was really tough for us relationship wise, because as we said, we were protecting our children, not protecting. I said, we will, we were being strong for our children and they needed us quite a bit. And then we felt all that work we did to get them to a good place, trickle down into us and realize that we were taking care of ourselves yeah. or taking care of our like the other person in the relationship well i think and that's what was, it was it was like it was like you we were taking care of them and we were taking care of ourselves individually but we were but then we didn't have anything left for each other yeah and that's where it's like you start to see the pulling apart some and oof it was it was hard i mean we literally talked about this uh so i don't think we're gonna get too deep into it we talked about this exact thing that happened in one of the previous episodes right it, if you don't know which one it is, just go watch them all. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, there was, I wasn't communicating well. 
I was I was frustrated because I also got laid off at this time, yeah. or at least no, notified that my position was going away and that I would be laid off. I was still on leave at this time. You you were feeling like um, because he only needed you, and I took it as an opportunity to like, oh, well, I'm going to go do stuff for me and hang out with my friends and all this stuff like that. And it's like there was some resentment there. Right. There was some resentment the other way when, like, you know, things started to settle down. And then it was like, all right, you're doing X, Y, and Z, but now I can't, you know. So I think that there was a lot of... Seasons of life, seasons of relationships. This has been the most seasoned (laughs) uh, year for us. This is like Tony's Creel. This is how season that is. Yes, that's how season that is. Like every season, every quarter, every time the weather changes, our life has changes, change, and our relationship has changed. And I feel like that was what quarter two, three came, I go back to work. Maternity leave ends. And that was, there was not clear expectations or roles defined of what that would look like for us. We just felt like, We've overcome so many other things. Life has been changing for us in all the other areas. We we'll be do. fine. We we survive. We yep. get through it. And this one was tough because I think when we can get through what we've been through with Cali, that I feel like it puts a certain level of we got it all under control. And this one was not it. And so here I am stepping back into work. Here Rome is battling being laid off from work and well, here's all the responsibilities of the stay-at-home parent yeah. and what that takes as a newborn, well, as an infant child, as a toddler. Doctor's you know, appointments. Like, there's still caregiving. This had to be done, you know. Right. There's still... And I'm, like, trying to support you and how I can, but also trying to show up for work. And mommy brain is real, y'all. It's like having to go from caring from, carry from a human to having to get my brain ready to, like have conversations and business conversations. And I felt like I was fake it to you make it in a sense. Like I was showing up at work and I was struggling so much, but I was like smiling and I'm, I'm trying to get through these meetings and I would get home and my brain would just be like, Oh, that was so much work to consume all of that. And to have that level of like your brain working. Mm-hmm. And, and so here I am like, all right, I'm fatigued. And my brain is mush. Take these kids. Yeah. Because he'd been screaming, da, 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 all day. Like, take him. <laughs> he loved da, 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 da. And then you get into quarter four, and I feel like that has been a little smoother. Like, because we've been reflecting a little bit on what what's happened, we've been able to use the tools that we've talked about, like in our communication episode, of what can I do to support you? Fully know. Like, you've actually, like, expressed to me, here's how I'm feeling And here's what I'm struggling with. And we're still not where we need to be, but I feel like we're moving up as far as like the roller coaster. Like we're headed to a better place because we have done the work to know where the other person is. Yeah, I think that this quarter has no choice but to be better than quarter three, at least for me personally, because quarter three was probably, I mean... You know, quarter one and quarter three were different. They had their different challenges, but like it was along the same plane for me. Um, but kind of like you said, it's just the whole like there are certain seasons where I'm like like feeling okay enough and can go do stuff. And I think quarter two and four were those quarters. And so 
go figure. Those are the ones that like are starting to to do well, but also to like being very, very, very intentional. Like she said, being intentional about my love language and I've been very intentional about yours as well. Oh, you've been really and good. And so I'm just like, okay. Mine is words of affirmation. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like, let's see. Like, we, we have to turn this around because this is getting so exhausting now for everybody. And it's always going to be exhausting. Like, I understand that's what parenting is. And I'm not comparing our relationship journey or parenting journey to anybody else's. But these are just the cards that, that are in front of us and what we have to navigate through. And so while we're doing that, I hope you all can take some inspiration from it because all your favorite couples out there that you see smiling on Instagram probably had a fight earlier that day yes. or earlier that week. Or and let me not say fight. Let me say argument because yeah, fight sounds argument, a little but, but yeah, so we're just, we're human. We're working through it. And I think that's the beauty in our story and our legacy is we're always going to be the imperfect perfection. Yes. Our perfect is imperfect. It isn't. It isn't. And I feel like, as we said, like we've been doing the self work and I think that's, what's been the difference between quarter four is acknowledging where we might have some mishaps or where we are, um, uh, our shortcomings, yeah, you know, shortcomings for sure. And how that impacts the other. And so quarter four, yes, has been about reflection and about doing the work. And that teases us up for the next episode because we saw a, a video on Instagram that talked about the questions you should ask each other to really prepare for the, your relationship in the next season of your relationship. So we're going to go through some of these questions and really talk through about what we have now accomplished and how we can set ourselves up for 2024. So thanks for tuning in and rehashing and going through our quarters. I love how we, we had to flip it into like sports because that's who we are. No, quarters are quarters of the quarters of the year. Yeah, but also it felt a little like basketball though. No? Okay. No. No, you want to be Monica Wright so bad. <laughs> oh yes, that's my favorite movie, y'all. Love and basketball. Okay. So don't forget to subscribe to our channel, to go follow us, and we'll be back with episode 16.